Hey guys, welcome to Upbeat. I'm your host, Parker Kane. Thank you for being here and for listening in. I appreciate it. This is the very first Upbeat with Parker Kane podcast episode in 2020. I'm very excited. This is going to be a phenomenal year for all of us. You know, we've got clean canvases and we can paint them however we want to. There's just so many opportunities that lie ahead, literally just right in front of us. And I would even encourage to not wait for those opportunities and just get out there and go do and create your own opportunities. This is going to be a big year for Upbeat as well. We're going to have lots of guests on the show from all kinds of different backgrounds. We're going to learn from them and be inspired and uplifted. It's going to be awesome. And I want you to know too that I'm always studying and researching this space, okay? I love podcasting. I'm always looking into ways that I can improve the podcast. So I'll be making changes along the way and I'll be working on making it better every single week. And it really means the world to me when you guys get back to me with your suggestions and feedback. So if you've got ideas, hit me up on Instagram or the podcast phone number. You can text me. It's 208-557-1089. And then of course, I'd love it if you guys could follow the Instagram account. It's at Upbeat Pod, U P B E A T P O D. One of my goals this year actually is to grow the Upbeat audience and community and increase the engagement. So, Instagram is one of those platforms, obviously, that I need to work on. And then another platform I'd like to focus on is Patreon and building a community there. I think I mentioned in some previous recent episodes that doing this every single week takes a lot of work. And most of the famous podcasts that we listen to and we all know and love, they operate with full teams of people. <laughs> it's a financial strain, it's a time strain, it's a mental strain. And I mean, obviously it's super worth it, but it's hard. <laughs> and Patreon is a place where you can help support the podcast, which is super appreciated. And it's also a place where I can then provide exclusive shows and content and deals and opportunities that you can't get anywhere else. And it's pretty customizable, pretty open to whatever we want to do with it. But yeah, for the patrons that I have right now, I, li I mean, I literally could not have finished doing the podcast in 2019 without them. And there's not a ton of them, you guys. And they literally kept me afloat. I appreciate them so, so much for the support and the love, honestly, that they've shown me. And I'm happy to say that my relationships with each of them have really grown. It's just a brilliant and amazing platform. So I want to put more focus there and take that more seriously. You can find it online at patreon.com slash Parker Kane. And Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Parker Kane. But without further ado, let's get into the episode. I gotta be honest with you guys, I've already been out there grinding, getting some interviews and stuff, and I have one ready to release right now that I was planning on releasing today, Monday the 6th, if you're listening the day this comes out. But for some reason, it just didn't feel right to do that yet. So I decided to listen to that gut feeling and not post it yet. But then I was like, shoot, what am I going to talk about now? And not even kidding, just after two or three minutes of sitting in complete silence, I knew exactly what I wanted to talk about today. Adversity. Adversity in 2020, how to face it head on. You know, that's a big topic. Adversity can literally be trauma and torment, but it could also even just be temptation or minor setbacks. So I'd love to take this to future episodes and dive into it even deeper with some guests. But today I just want to share some quick stories and my best seven tips and steps that I have as of right now on how to navigate adversity. I think there are a lot of expectations and pressures that come along with a new year, not even just from other people, but also from ourselves. We get excited, we gain confidence, we set goals. And essentially, we paint this perfect picture of exactly how we want things to be in the new year. 
And none of that's bad at all, but what happens when adversity strikes? What happens when plans change? What happens when you fail to accomplish your goals? What happens when that perfect picture you created gets ripped up and nothing happens the way you thought it would? This is on my mind because I recently experienced something like this. 2019 was an incredibly difficult year filled with lots of trials, but there was this sense of peace and comfort that I had on New Year's Eve where I kind of felt like the trials were gone and like for the first time in a long time, everything was just really in sync and I was actually stoked for 2020. Then on the morning of New Year's Day, literally the first day of the year, <laughs> I find out I have car issues all of a sudden. Literally in my first hour of even being awake in 2020, I was thinking, I didn't have car issues yesterday, but I do now, and it's going to be expensive to fix. And instantly I was just defeated, you guys. I was thinking, of course this would happen to me. And I pretty much gave up for the day. Rexburg snowed a ton, and my car had like zero hope of even leaving the parking lot, so I just decided to stay in all day. I ordered pizza, and I just hung out with my dog, which leads me to that night, and the next day, I noticed my dog was acting a little weird, and when I took her out to go to the bathroom, I saw that her urine was like a dark red color, and it continued the next day, so I called the vet, and they were booked until Monday evening, and they just told me it's likely kidney issues or a UTI, a urinary tract infection, and they said I just need to keep her resting and mellow until they could actually see her. So there's that. I was a little defeated again. Here we are in the new year, and I've got these new car issues and expenses, and now my dog, and, and if you really know me, you know how much I love my dog, and she's having health issues, and that's going to be some added expenses. I was just defeated. And then the third day of January, I was just extremely busy and stressed in regard to my workload and overall things I needed to do. And I got into some arguments with a family member, and I'm not exactly stoked about that happening or the way it all went down. And it's no excuse, but I was just very busy and I think also negative and defeated from the, the days before, you know. Which, by the way, on the first day, man, was I reminded of some lessons. Here I am facing a small trial and then giving up for the day and ordering pizza and saying, screw it, right? Well, the pizza was taking a super long time to get to me. I'm talking like nearly an hour and 45 minutes or even two hours, but I was trying to talk myself through it like... <laughs> It's not a big deal, Parker. You're not going anywhere today anyway. It's New Year's Day. Maybe they're short-staffed. Who knows? And then the pizza guy showed up, and he was wearing soaking wet jeans, like from his feet to his knees, and he looked super tired and freezing cold, and he apologized to me for the long wait. And I was like, are you kidding me? It's fine, dude. Are, are you holding up okay? Is there anything I can do for you? And he proceeded to tell me, it's New Year's Day, so they're short-staffed. They have a higher number of orders than usual. They don't have enough drivers to get to everyone asking for delivery. Also, it snowed a ton, so not many people can even really drive anywhere anyway. So for every customer within a certain radius, a certain area, they're having employees walk the pizzas to their homes. I was so shocked. I felt so bad. Like, I'm pretty sure that's not even <laughs> that's not even okay for them to ask of their employees. They could have said they're just not taking orders in that area. I don't know. I don't run the business, but I offered to let him inside warm up for a few. I said I'd drive him back, but my car was having issues. It, it, it just sucked. The whole thing sucked. And he told me, no, it's okay. I got to get back to the store. And I literally watched him run back that way in like two feet of snow. And I was thinking just when I thought I had it bad. You know, I get to cuddle up right now with my dog and eat pizza and watch a movie and stay home all day. 
Well, this poor kid gets to literally run all over Rexburg in two feet of snow delivering people their pizzas. I mean, you just never know what people are going through. Anyway, these things just adding up got me thinking, how could I have handled these situations differently? What do I do when trials, big or small, just keep popping up? So I wrote down my thoughts, I researched it a ton online, and then I wrote down more of my thoughts. And I just thought it'd be a good thing to bring to the podcast. I also think it's a really good time for the topic because we all just set goals. We all just started a new year. And guess what? We're all about to be tested. And I really hope this is something that will help all of us as we strive to be better in 2020. So here are my seven tips or steps when it comes to facing adversity. And three of them we can start with immediately before adversity even strikes. So before you encounter any new trials, I've got three tips for you. One, accept the fact it's unavoidable. It's not in your hands. These adverse situations and trials will come up whether we like it or not, okay? So number one is accepting we can't control it happening and it's unavoidable. Two, plan for the worst and hope for the best. Run through some of the worst case scenarios and think about how you would react to them. What's your plan if crisis hits you today, right now? You know, doing this kind of stuff will prepare you for hard times and it'll keep you calm and rational when something does happen because then you're like not completely caught off guard, you know? So number two is plan for the worst and hope for the best. Number three, realize and understand that your superpower is choice. No, you can't control the fact that adversity just decided to show up, but (laughs) you can control how you react and the choices you make. And when you realize that you have all the control in your hands because you have all of the choices and the power to respond however you want to and take whatever route you want to, then you won't feel as trapped by your circumstances anymore. So there's three tips we can keep in mind right now before adversity even strikes Accept the fact it's unavoidable, plan for the worst and hope for the best, and realize and understand that your superpower is choice. But when adversity does strike, here's four more tips, okay? Number one, refer back to the first three tips I just shared. (laughs) That sounds funny, but it's true. It's going to help you. Remind yourself it's unavoidable and not in your control. Remind yourself that you've planned for this and that it's not going to defeat you. Remind yourself that your superpower is choice, and at this point, you have the power to make whatever decisions you want to, and you're going to be okay. Just start with those reminders. That's number one. Number two, and this one is my all-time favorite one, find your sense of humor. All right, that actually helps us think creatively and see the bigger picture more clearly. And especially if you can laugh, your body will literally release all the feel-good chemicals. I'm talking endorphins, oxytocin, serotonin, and dopamine. This literally clears your head. (laughs) It adjusts your mindset to a positive one and releases tension and stress. Okay, it's your body's way of dealing with stress, of coping with stress. And I know it's really hard to even fathom being comical and finding humor when you're experiencing something super hard, but it's definitely possible and I personally would really encourage it. You know, just take a breather, step back from the situation, find the humor in it or find humor in anything that makes you feel good or makes you laugh because either way, it's going to really help you. And when facing adversity, humor is actually a really healthy way to build resilience and keep pressing forward. Number three, get out of your head and forget about the stories you're telling yourself. We tell ourselves made up stories in our heads all the time. And usually it's just us assuming something is true when really we have no idea. Oh, this person ended our plans a little early. They must hate me or think I'm annoying. (laughs) 
I mean, maybe it's true, maybe not, but also it could be a bazillion other things. Like they just needed to take a call or pick someone up or get gas. There is no way for you to know, and it doesn't even matter. So why are you thinking about it? Don't tell yourself a negative story that isn't even true. And likewise with our trials. I mentioned earlier when I found out about the car issues, right? I started thinking immediately, of course this would happen to me. Of course I'm being punished. Of course everyone else is happy this new year and they don't have any trials, but I do. Honestly, that's bullcrap. <laughs> and it's a lie that I'm telling myself, right? And full transparency here, this is something I really struggle with and I'm trying to work really hard on. So when you're faced with adversity, get out of your head and forget about the stories you're telling yourself and instead dissect it, what's true, what's not true, and make your decisions accordingly. Number four, embrace your adversity as an opportunity for you to learn and grow. Ask yourself, what can I learn from this experience? Moving forward, how can I apply this lesson or these lessons maybe in my life? You know, personally, I like to think of adversity as practice. It allows us to test our strength and our resourcefulness. It allows us to practice patience and humility and so many other things. But ultimately, we become really, really strong people. So I would encourage us all to take steps back from our trials. Think of all the hard things that we've already overcome. Remind ourselves how absolutely amazing and strong we really are. And just look at our new trials as new challenging opportunities that are going to make us even stronger. So that was the last one, but let's do a quick recap of all seven tips. So seven tips or steps of how to navigate adversity in 2020, accept the fact adversity is unavoidable, plan for the worst and hope for the best, understand your superpower is choice. When you're faced with adversity, remind yourself of the first three tips that it's unavoidable that you've planned for this and that your superpower is choice. Find your sense of humor get out of your head and forget the made-up stories, and embrace trial as opportunity. So there you have it, my seven tips of how to face adversity in 2020. We're all excited for the new year. We've all got new plans and goals. We want to improve and become better. And we've got an idea of how we want our year to play out. But regardless of how much we plan, regardless of how prepared we are, regardless of how perfect our picture is, life will happen. Adversity will strike. We're going to fail and get back up again plans will change. And I really hope the things that I've shared today will help you navigate those tough times and tackle adversity head on. You know, adversity can't stop you. Nothing's going to stop you. You know, we're all going to build the lives that we deserve and the lives that we're capable of building. We are designed to create. So let's create and let's not let adversity stop us. So when adversity strikes, let's use these steps to make sure it doesn't hinder us longer than it needs to. Again, thank you guys so much for being here for the first episode of 2020. It's going to be a phenomenal year. I can't wait to see what lies ahead. Love you guys. Here's to 2020. I'll see you next week.